there's a firm foundation. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are the kids going back, hon? Going back. Amen. Come on down. It's time to take up an offering. Amen. And I my hope in you alone. It is a firm foundation. Thank you, Lord. God is good, isn't, isn't he? Just goes to show you that we cannot put our trust in man. We need to put our trust in God alone. In God I trust. It says it right on your dollar bill. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, as we get out our dollar bills. I say, in God, we trust. Because we trust you with all of our finances. We trust you with all of our being, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, mind, and spirit. With all of our family and all that we are and all that we'll ever be, Lord God, we trust in you. You are a firm foundation. And you are a refuge, a high tower, Lord God, a fortress, a king of kings and lord of lords. Holy is your name, Lord God. And we just come today in joy and praise in, um, in our giving. Lord God, I just want to shout. Shout to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I just want to shout to you. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for all that you're going to do in this place. We're trusting in you alone. Don't trust in man. Lord God, don't trust in the banks. Don't trust in the world. We're trusting in God. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, Joe, is there any way... That we can get the song out, Oh How He Loves Me, by Crowder. David Crowder. Chowder, by David Chowder. David Crowder. Oh, how he loves us, oh. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves, yes. Live is fine. I want to share with you, I'll tell you when, a little bit. Last week I preached on joy, and I really just touched the surface of joy. But do you remember one of the scriptures on joy? On joy, not joey, on joy. Joy. Joy comes in the morning, not joy, but joy. This week I want to preach to you a little bit about praise. And I don't know how long I'm going to be on those two subjects, as long as God wants me to be. I know that with everything that is going on in the world, and everything that's going on in our own lives, that we can get our eyes off of Jesus and get our eyes on the things of the world, which can zap the joy, which can steal your praise right out from underneath of you. Amen? Remember the scripture in Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That right there should be in your toolbox. Amen? That scripture right there in Nehemiah 
chapter 8, verse 10, we should have that thing memorized so easily. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hit me in the head. It's Beelzebub. Darn, that Beelzebub's after me again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? Can we say that? The joy of the Lord is my strength. How easy it is to memorize that scripture right there. How bad, how, how easy it would be when the discouragement of the devil comes upon you that you can say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why we need to put it in our toolbox. Put it on a three by five card and memorize it. Oh no, devil, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And out of our joy is where most of our praise comes from, amen? When we're joyful, we just can't help but well up with praise. Praise exalts the Lord. Praise acknowledges God's greatness and goodness, amen? We just praised the Lord up here. Felt the Holy Spirit in praise, didn't you? Felt energetic, felt supercharged. I'm still feeling supercharged right now. Worship, we should, we, our lives should be a form of worship every day. Not just on Sunday, but every day. That's the wrong place to be, devil. Right there on the Word of God. You see that? Beelzebub tried to attack me again. He's after me. I'm going to crush him. Crush him. I can't help but think of this song by David Crowder. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. Bending beneath the winds of his wind. Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. I want to play that song because I'm telling you, man, I get supercharged when I hear this. Yeah, I'm ready. I was born. Glory. You think about that. When we realize it, everything, all of our affections are going to be eclipsed by His glory. Nothing is going to matter anymore. Our eyes are going to be looking up at the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we're going to be amazed. And we're going to be in awe because of how much He loves us, how much He loves you. And when I hear this song, when I, when I think of these words, I just think of how, how praise just wells up within me. How energized I get, how excited I get. Thinking about that day when Jesus comes back. When he comes back to get his bride. That day is coming soon, I believe. not going to matter. Nothing is going to matter. Nothing in this world is going to matter anymore. 
Nothing. Nothing will matter. Everything that we thought was important isn't going to matter. Our eyes are going to be on Him. Our hope is in Him. Our joy is in Him. Our praise is in Him. Everything we are is in Him. You know, when we realize just how much He loves us, when all of a sudden, nothing will matter. I'm so far off my notes, I'm looking at them and I'm like, where do I even begin? <laughs> you know? Where do I even begin? Where do I pick up? It doesn't matter. But you know what matters is when you get Jesus in your heart and you realize just how much he loves you. When you know it, when you know without a shadow of doubt that you know, that you know, that you know that God loves me no matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, and no matter what's going on around me in the world, he loves me. And that no sickness, no addiction, no broken hearts, no other pains that this world has given you is going to matter anymore. Because you know that in your heart of hearts, that deep within inside you, and nothing's going to be able to take it away from you. No devil in hell, no demon on earth is going to rob you from that, knowing that God loves you. That's the kind of, that's the kind of love that eclipses anything that's going around you. In that moment when you realize just how much God, yeah, God, I wrote down here, I'll pick up right here, the creator of the heavens and all the vastness of the universe who created the earth and all of its splendor loves you. When you get that in your heart of hearts, and you get that in your spirit and you know it. I mean, you just get excited. You get supercharged. I feel like I just ate, like, what's that superfood that we've been eating? Beets. I just think I ate six quarts of beets. You got a superfood in me. Supercharged. Amen. Isaiah 54, verse 10 says, The... The mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. You know, think about that's what's coming. Though the mountains be removed, they be shaken. Everything. It says that when God comes back, the earth and the heavens will be shaken. Though they be removed, it doesn't matter. Nothing. Yet my unfailing love for you, says God, will not be shaken. God is a foundation that cannot be shaken. And if you don't build your house on God, then I pity the fool. <laughs> As Mr. T would say, I pity the fool. You got to put God on your house, in your house, in your heart, in, your, in the foundation of your life. You got to build your house. 
you got to build your house. You are the house of God, the temple of the Lord. You got to build your house within you. First and foremost, you do that and God will make everything right. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not on your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge God and He will make your path straight. You do that first. You do that first. You build yourself up on God. First. You get strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. You get strong in knowing that he loves you. And no matter what's going on around you, no matter who says anything to you, it's going to matter. Because you know that you know that you know that God loves you. He loves you and he's given his son for you. Though the mountains may fall to the sides... Though the hills be removed, yet God's unfailing love for you will never be shaken. Amen. I gotta I gotta skip to Psalm 91, Joe. Psalm 91 says this: He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. Well, we can call COVID-19 a deadly pestilence. But I'm not trusting in man. I'm trusting in God. My eyes are on Jesus. He's making straight my path. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks around in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. You just got to rebuke it. You got to know that you know that in your heart that God is for you, and he will not fail you or forsake you, and that he's not against you. It says, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near you or your tent. We need to claim that scripture. And believe it, we're children of God. I'm an heir to the throne. I've got an inheritance that's, that's in heaven that's greater than any inheritance that I'll ever have here on earth. i got a Father in heaven that I never had on earth that loves me, who cares for me. You've got a Father in heaven that loves you more than anything else, more than your natural father could ever love you. And you've got good fathers out there. But God's love is greater than any love humankind has ever seen. God's love breaks the chains that bind. God's loves make you wade through water up over your head. 
to save your children, to save your soul. No matter where you go, you can't hide from God and His love. Period. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Who's the devil? Because the devil is the one that goes about roaring like a lion. And the serpent was all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Who God cursed and said that you're going to crawl on your belly for the rest of your days. Can you imagine having that curse put upon you? No, thank you. I don't want to be slithering around out there on my belly. God said that he put enmity between the serpent and the woman and that she would bruise her heel stomping that thing out. It's time we need to bruise our heel, amen? It's time we got to get our praise on, our joy. Why? Because he loves me. Say it. He loves me. Say it loud. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. And you can put your name there. He loves me, says the Lord. The Lord says he loves me. He'll rescue me. He'll protect me. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen? That's how much God loves you. Oh, how he loves us. You know, I can't help it. You just think about this. King David. Think about King David as a youth. Young man out there with his father's flocks. Watching over them as a shepherd. Right? Gazing up at the stars in the universe. Laying there in the fields and just being amazed. Awestruck him, knowing how much God loves him. I don't know about you, but I only know of one young man that looked at a Philistine army and a Philistine giant out of all men in Israel at that day. He said, who is this unclean Philistine that's mocking the armies of God? Only one young man. Killed a giant with a sling and a bow that I know of in the Bible. And it's King David. And it's because he knew who God was. He knew where his joy come from. And he sang out psalm after psalm after psalm in the Bible of praise. He wrote about it I don't know how many times. You just read through the psalms. Only King David knew in his heart of hearts who God was. Even though he didn't look like much, he was a ruddy-looking young man. His father didn't even want to bring him out when Samuel come 
and said, Jesse, where are all your boys? One of them is to be king of Israel. And he went through all of them, and Samuel said, no, no, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Nope. None of these are it. There's one more out there. God told me there's one more. And they went, and they got David, the youngest. And they anointed him as king. He was anointed with oil to be king of Israel as a young man. Why? Because he had a heart after God, and that's what God said. We got to get a heart after God like never before in these last days. We need to wake up. We need to get our joy back. You know, the church's joy has been zapped by the enemy. He's been too effective. We need to get praise back. How many times have we turned on worship music this week and, and started praising God? You know, we got to do it every day. We got to get our praise back. We need to get our hearts right with God. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Because if he can steal your joy, then he can steal your praise. Psalms 95, 1 through 7. is an example. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. God made all everything, and He made you. How soon we can forget that. God made you. God created you. Each one of us individually is a handwork of God. Think about that. Each one of us individually is a handwork for God. God put his stamp on you. He, when he breathed his life in you. You are precious. You are worth more than any gold or silver out there. That alone should make you want to praise, knowing that about you, that God created you. The God who created the universe, created the earth, created all the living creatures, created all the mountains, created all the sea, every single blade of grass out there God created. I can go on and on and on. <clears throat> but there's something about praising God. That it's like medicine. 
through your spirit, soul, and body. When you start praising God, it's like a medicine that runs through your veins. It's like a medicine for your brain. It changes things. In Acts chapter 16, 25 through 26, it says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. They were worshiping. They were praising. You know why? You First of all, you know why they were in jail? They were in jail because this woman was following around Paul and Silas. And she was saying, oh, these are men from God. These are men that know the true God. They're, you know, she was speaking right things. Right? But Paul discerned in his spirit that that was of the devil. That this woman's got a, a spirit in her that's not of God. And he rebuked her and cast her out. Well, there was people that owned that girl. She was a slave. And they used her powers for money. Like going to a psychic. Right? She was psychic, you can say, back then in those days. Paul realized it. So they cast out the devil in her. And they got mad and angry and they came against Paul and Silas. Because all of a sudden... Their source of income was gone. They're not making any more money off her anymore. That spirit, that spirit of lying and all that stuff in there is gone. So they took them and they threw them in, in jail after they flogged them and beat them both. But while they were in jail, about midnight hour, they were singing and praising songs. They were singing and singing hymns and praying. And then it said, suddenly, uh, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prisoners' doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. There's something about praise and praying. That can break the chain from the devil on your life. That can open doors to your life. And close doors that need to be closed and shut forever. Amen? Amen. There's doors in all of our lives as you grow and get older and you mature. That God opens. For you. And you got to be careful. Because the devil will try to open some doors too that are just wrong. And God will shut those doors. If you're following him and trusting in him and your faith is in him, then God will open doors and shut the doors that the devil tries to open on you and tries to keep you back. And he'll break those chains that the devil tries to put on you. Praise is a chain breaker. There's a song out there called Chain Breaker by Zach Williams. He's a chain breaker. 
Dun, 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 dun. So he's a way maker. Dun, 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 dun. Amen. <laughs> I'll break the grip of the enemy over your life, God says. I'll cause doors to open for you and doors that should be closed to be locked shut, never to be open again. Praise is a deliverer. Our praise will take, a, take, take from Satan's grip and put it in God's hands. Amen? Next time you feel discouraged, praise your way out of it. Amen? That's what we got to do. Praise our way out of it. I can't help but also think of the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. When all the disciples were gathered in the upper room, they were gathered in one place, it said. One of the scriptures says that they were gathered in one place in one accord, meaning that they were all in unity together. Then uh, suddenly, suddenly, a violent wind came blowing down from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were. I bet you, I bet you that they were all praying and praising God for what they just witnessed through Jesus. You get together a bunch of believers that just witnessed Jesus be crucified, died, and rose again alive, I bet you you couldn't help but get some praise out of that room. I bet you it was full of praise. And they were praying in one accord. You know, suddenly, just like Paul and Silas, suddenly, you know, that's going to happen again. Suddenly, we're going to see Jesus come over that hill, amen? Amen. And it's going to happen suddenly, like a thief in the night, in a twinkling of an eye, the Bible says. Suddenly, you're going to be changed. Suddenly, we're going to be with him in the skies. That's going to be an awesome day. Because all of our afflictions will be eclipsed by glory. And on that day, we will all know and realize just how much God loves us. When he comes back suddenly, and we're all caught up with him, and everything this world has is gone, it's not going to matter, because we're not of this world. We're aliens. You're an alien. They're alive. They're real. They're called Christians. They're called believers in Christ. You're an alien. Believe it or not, you got alien blood in you because you don't belong on this world. Our DNA is of another world. God's heaven. Amen. Because God knew you before the creation. It says, before God created you, he knew you. How can that be? 
right? God knows because you're not of this earth. And he placed you in such a time as this. Amen? And we're in a crazy time. We're in the end days. We should be praising and thanking God like never before. Amen? Revival should be in all of our hearts, waiting and looking forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus, because He's coming to redeem His bride. Amen? He's coming for you. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, is coming for you. How about that? That's amazing. When you think about the God who created the whole universe and the earth, is coming back for you. For you. For me. He's coming back for his creation. That's how much God loves you. It's amazing, isn't it? In Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. I think I marked it. It says, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all peoples. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. It says the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Amen? It's going to happen, church. God's Spirit is going to be poured out upon all men. Our sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Amen? That's exciting. Praise the Lord. Suddenly, it's going to happen. It's going to happen suddenly. That's the one thing I can tell you that's going to happen. It's going to happen suddenly. God's going to do it quickly. We're not going to be thinking about it. And all of a sudden, it's going to happen. Suddenly. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us all. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. Bending beneath the wind and the weight. Bending beneath the weight and the wind of his glory. Amen? When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, when we're standing in the presence of God, we'll be unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And we realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. 
Oh, how he loves me. Amen? Let's all stand for the blessing. We got a birthday party to go to today, don't we? No. What? Next Sunday. Ah. <coughs> thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. I thank you for this day. I pray your blessings upon your people. Lord, I pray that you would keep them. Lord, that you would make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. That, Lord, you would turn your face toward us and that you would give us peace on all sides. And I pray this, Lord God, as we are steadfast, trusting in you, leaning on you. I pray for praise to break forth out of our spirits this week. That we would give you praise and honor and glory and joy. I pray for more joy, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus. We need you, Holy Spirit. I praise you and I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.